We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Skylar really wanted us to hype him, though, so... Uh, here you go. Madronda is a, a must-start in all formats this weekend. <laughs> Perfect. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Jamie Basil. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. Joined by J.D. Bazo to discuss some Major League Soccer. Skylar Redpath couldn't uh, make it to this, uh, to this podcast, so J.D., you're going to have to do some heavy lifting like normal, I guess. <laughs> yes. Well, this is always difficult for me because I don't have Skylar to talk while I read a whole entire blog article with his uh, <laughs> Southern drawl. But now I, I guess I just have to be a little more on the ball today. So mm. let's do it. Always good. Always good info, at least. It's not like there's just this agonizingly long way of saying nothing for him. He's always <laughs> he always brings the info. Although, <clears throat> so I when we realized he wasn't going to be on the podcast, I asked if he could just send us his DraftKings cash lineup. But for some reason, he decided not to. 
but he did. He actually totally blew you off and didn't even respond to that. Well, I think he actually trolled me a little (laughs) bit by sending me some ridiculous 5-3-2 FMLS lineup that there's no way he'll actually play. Um, That's true. We'll get to... We'll get to the season-long game in a little bit. Um, let's dive into the Friday night slate. It's a two-game slate. Toronto hosting Sporting Kansas City. That's Toronto's first home game of the year. And we have Seattle hosting Atlanta. Some decent stories from both of these games. Let's start with the early one. Javinko is apparently 100% and back. He'll go, He's going to start. And on the other side, uh, Benny Failhaber is going to miss out, which means... Money Madranda is going to possibly start in the number 10. It could happen. Um, yeah, we kind of kept talking about how he can fit in anywhere and fitting in in a number 10. What do you what do you think about that? I mean, I like it for his fantasy purposes. It finally justifies playing him as a midfielder. He's only 4,000. But at the same time, he's on the road in Toronto. <laughs> it's their opening home game, and Toronto has one of the better defenses in the league. Yeah. So. This, this slate is a lot of fun, but it's also really weird um, for a two-game slate because there's going to be probably a, a good number of absences stemming mm-hmm. from the international duty. Um, I, you're going to have a lot of trouble actually spending all your money on the lineup, I think. Well, it's I kind of agree with you on there. The It's really top-heavy because um, yeah, you have Javinko. We have uh, Nicholas Ladero. So Javinko's at 12-9, which is absurd. It's uh, a lot. But... Ladero, who probably isn't a lock to play, right? Um, he is not, although I don't believe he played in either one of Uruguay's matches. I mean, right, I realize so... that's like a lot of travel, but like he didn't actually play. Yeah, which... he's probably in. Yeah, but home I, game, I just... that, you'd think that helps. Um, but anyway, he's at 11-7, which is pretty crazy. Um crazy just in term of price he we've seen him well pay that off um and then the next highest is Josie at 91 who knows I mean I assume he'll start well you don't think I don't so? know he, he played 83 minutes on Tuesday so yeah. that's three days yeah. rest well three days break and not even rest not he even has to rest, fly yeah. back how however it's the home opener so right certain... I would be surprised if he didn't start Certain, um, yeah, certain motivations come into play. It kind of helps that Toe St. Ricketts is so... Um, not Jersey. Not so, I, I was going to say so good, but, I mean, he's a really good striker to bring off the bench yeah. slash have a spot start. So, yeah, I would say Josie starts but is done after 65. I'm a little more it. skeptical than you, but oh, okay. I think maybe he comes on at halftime. Oh. I don't know. We'll see. All right. But Michael Bradley, kind of the same way. I think it's going to be tough to keep him off the field, but... Mm-hmm. It's a long season. Uh, I don't think you should necessarily rush anybody back this time of the year. It's only week four. Yeah, week well, five. Speaking I don't of know. not of early season, there's no way Dempsey's playing or starting. Yeah, um, Dempsey's probably not playing. Jordan Morris sounds like he's over his ankle injury, yep. so he'll probably be in. And then I believe the other one we should touch on is. Um, oh well, Martinez. actually, there's a lot of teams, but Jovan Jones for Seattle is another. Yep. a guy that might not play. Yep. And then the away teams have their own handful. Um, might as well run through them right now. Yeah. I think Roger Espinoza yep. played both matches, and that's a. Actually, I think he might have a little bit of an injury. I'm not sure. Graham Zusi uh, played on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I would wager he's not going to start. Um, you said Benny Failhaber was out. Mm-hmm. 
And then you have Joseph Martinez is injured. Yep. Kenwin Jones started for Trinidad and Tobago on Tuesday. He was going to be the the striker for Atlanta now that Martinez is out, but mm-hmm. I bet he doesn't start. And then you have Miguel Almiron uh, played two matches as well. Mm. Although I don't think they played Tuesday. I think they played Sunday or Monday. Um, they played – no, they did play – they played Brazil Oh, okay. on so Tuesday. The... Uh, he played 45 though. Gotcha. So okay. that's a little better, I guess. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot and – it really makes you think that Joe, uh, that Javinko is the only safe play of the entire slate. <laughs> well, there's good value plays, but yeah, in terms of the top top priced options, I think Javinko. Um, maybe you could say Ladero, throw him in there, mm-hmm. and I mean, like, if you have the money, Justin Morrow is six thousand dollars, but I think he's a as good a fantasy defender as he gets these days. Um, he's not getting a ton of crosses, but in terms of other attacking potential, he's right up there with everybody. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, just obviously with all of those absences, you're bound to get some guys who um, are going to create value because... Sure, you know, yeah. So it may not be so impossible to do Javinko and Ladero. Um, if you if you do go that that route, do you... Like, who's the next guy that you look for? Uh, in terms of, like, a big value or yeah, just the yeah, next yeah. guy I want in my lineup at all? Um, so Julian Gressel might start in the number 10 role if Al Marone is not starting. Right. And he's $3,200 for okay. Atlanta. So that's a, a huge value. I know he's on the road, but I'm a big fan. I, I actually watched him some in the combine. I thought he was really good. He bypassed a ton of uh, experienced players in Atlanta's midfield to grab a starting job right off the bat. So, um, yeah, he hasn't really done anything great daily fantasy-wise. I think he has one goal this year, but actually an assist, sorry. So I think that's a great play if you really need to save money, but in the midfield you have Victor Vazquez probably going to play over Bradley or Cooper because he's fresh. He's 5,400. Um, and Yamil Assad may be the starting striker for Atlanta. He's 6,700 in the midfield, but that's extremely notable if he plays up top. Right, right. Um, do you think both home teams comfortably win? I don't know about comfortably. I feel much better about Toronto than I do Seattle. Um, I think it depends Depends who plays for Seattle. If Morris and Dempsey start, then they're they're probably more of a favorite. It also depends what Almiron is doing. Um, I think Atlanta's had such a nice start, they're not going to push things. They're going to go on the road, play tough, get some of their backup guys some minutes, and uh, see if they can grind out a draw. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I, I favor Seattle a little bit, but Atlanta's always going to have their chances. I think um, I think their center back at one point had more passes than like the entire Chicago Fire team. I think that's right. Yep. Last game they played. Um, which is absurd. They also broke the record for uh, most passes in one match. Mm-hmm. They were up a man for a, a good portion of it, but still there's a lot of MLS teams that have been up a man. And here you have an expansion team in their third game setting the record for completed passes. So I think they completed, I think the number was like... 900 something, yeah. Well, I think they completed like 103 in a row. Oh, wow. I think they also broke it the record by over 100 Yeah, passes. I think so too. I think so too. Um, do you think, uh, your boy Latif Blessing gets a start? 
I don't think so. I think it's Suni Saad oh, okay. on the other wing, and then uh, Garso Fernandez yep. on the other one. Mm. So th- they're fine values. I really like Fernandez still. Um, I don't know that I'm going to play him at 5,700, given some of the, the home options we discussed, but he's going to get some goals and assists this year. He has, I think he's up to 11 shots in three games. So not bad. Him and Dwyer have not gotten the monkey off their back yet but they will mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right let's jump into the early saturday game slate their DraftKings has three slates so far uh there's only one sunday game so i bet they we were saying before the podcast we think they may might combine that with liga mx but uh saturday the slate uh starts at 2 p.m eastern with new york city fc hosting the earthquakes then 3 o'clock is Chicago hosting Montreal, and 4 o'clock is Columbus-Orlando. So three-game slate, but you get to hang around for all three hours in order to get your lineups in. Um, David Villa is at 12,300, and the next highest player is David Akam at 8,800. <laughs> um, I want to talk jump. about... Yeah. Um, is it safe to assume that you like David Villa and probably a few other New York City guys and not many of the San Jose ones. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I mean, San Jose, a lot of people are still going to like Godoy. I thought Godoy looked pretty good against the United States uh, over the international break. I think he's kind of showing that he wasn't just a flash in the pan, um, offensively, that is. I think we all knew he was a good player defensively and just in general, but I think the the offense is here to stay a little bit. You can't expect him to continue such a hot start, and I think 6,000 is maybe the right range, maybe a little bit high for him, but I think he could do some damage against NYCFC. I think Wando could. I think Hika, if he plays. I mean, there's a, a lot of opportunity for San Jose, but they're not my favorite uh choice on this slate let's put it that way mm-hmm. um what do you think about five thousand dollar rod wallace who's a defender yeah i think he's a great option i don't know why he got moved to defender he's been <laughs> he's literally been the... playing as a forward <laughs> yeah the whole season and he has two goals in the last two games yeah um and one assist as well in yep. those two games um five shots so it, i I don't really understand. He definitely can play as a defender. That's not up for debate. He was kind of uh, thought of being an option for New York when they signed him there if they lost Moderita. Yep. But I, it's really going to be hard to get me not to play Rodney Wallace <laughs> uh, on this slate, especially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to fall for it. Um... it. It's not like a trap, though. It's just... Yeah, well, uh, he... He hasn't done a ton. I guess he, he had a pretty good uh, game against the Impact. But, like, the the game that he had the goal with, like, the goal was his only shot. Was it the rebound off of Harrison's shot that hit the bar? Yeah, that was that game, I'm pretty sure. And that So that was, like, his only shot of the game. Like, I'm just not sure he's really doing a lot at 5,000 that if he doesn't score, I mean, you're looking at, like, three points. Which, But that's almost any fullback at the same time. That, like... I don't know. It's yeah. like Moderita, Awful, and Oyongo, sure. Maybe they'll get a couple more peripheral points, but 
Yeah. None of them are like crossing machines and no, they're getting yeah. like a consistent six or seven. So it's more it's more do you need to pay up at all for a defender? Right. Um, but and then if you pay down, I don't even know who you're taking yeah. on this slate. <laughs> it gets really that's ugly. that's kind of the problem these days on DraftKings. I I used to really go cheap at defender, and now I'm kind of moving in general to at least one expensive option or yep. at least someone with a high floor because it's just when you think about the points that you're making up if you pay up in defense and pick your attackers a little more frugally i feel like it's just a, a net positive in general mm -hmm. we don't have these like super cheap options popping up in defense as much as we used to it feels like yeah i agree with that um i mean especially with like the nick lima overcorrection from <laughs> 2500 to 5100 at least they didn't change his position. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't get, you know, don't rule that out. <laughs> um, all right. So we have um, the Chicago Montreal game. Um, Ignacio Piatti is going to miss out. It sounds like Iongo could miss out. And there was somebody else. And now Laurent Simon, their Simon, best right. center back, uh, former That's defender right. of the year. Yeah. yeah. He has an injury, and it, it looks pretty definite that he's not going to play as well. Right. Um, so they lose their best defender. They lose their best attacker. Uh, is there? And actually, Patrice Bernier is also questionable, and he's arguably been their best midfielder. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they've got that going for them. Um, Chicago I... has that going for them. Right, right. Um, I assume uh, Skyler would be touting uh, Nemanja Nikolic to no end at this point. Uh, is there anybody else? Like, is Nikolic the guy you look for from Chicago? You don't think Schweinsteiger starts, do you? Probably not. He's going to get some minutes, though, so maybe yeah. you have to consider who's going to be coming off for him, maybe in the 60th, 70th minute. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, Akam is always in consideration. He's been a little disappointing when I've used him this year. Um, Arturo Alvarez is a guy that's getting uh, a lot of... Well, not necessarily crosses, but he's just kind of getting involved, I feel like. And then you have Dax and Janino. I mm -hmm. think Janino's a good value at 4,000, but he hasn't been uh, lighting up the, the fantasy scoreboard either. So yeah. I feel like Chicago is going to have a really good game, but deciding where everything's going to come from is is pretty tough. So Nikolic is a good value at 6,900. Um, kind of the easy choice for me. Okay. And uh, speaking of Schweinsteiger, how do you think this is going to play out? We kind of made fun uh, of it previously, and now it's actually happened. Uh, yeah, I think in – I don't know if I was going to say it or I did say it in our Twitter chat, but I, I'm a little more optimistic than most people are, I mm -hmm. think. I think he still has some left in the tank. Um, when he has played for Man United, I think he's – by most accounts and from the little bit that I've seen, I think he's been solid. So he he's still a quality player. I don't know that his legs are up to it, but can he really be worse than Gerard? <laughs> um, yeah, he probably could. Let's he be probably honest. Could. He probably I mean, could. he can't be worse than Sean Maloney, and then Sean Maloney went back two years later from the fire and mm -hmm. is playing with Hull City. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I forgot he literally can't be worse than Sean Maloney yeah. was in MLS. He no. was atrocious. Yeah, yeah, that was a mistake. To say the least. Um, so, but it seems like you should, like, do you think people are winning GPPs with 
a Chicago Fire guy leading it, or is it from some somewhere else? Like, if we do need to to figure out a Chicago guy, like, do you think it's more likely to be Nikolic or Alvarez than Akam, or or just that um, we really have no idea, and that's the problem? Well, Alvarez isn't really a guy I look for in GPP that much because he's not. Even if he gets a goal, he's still probably getting mid-teens or maybe up to 20 points. Yeah. But if you want, like, a guy that could get two goals, I mean, it's Nikolic, and it's probably pairing him with a com in a GPP. Mm-hmm. I think DeLeu is hurt as well, by the way. He's a another guy I kind of like to consider it forward, and I thought he's looked good, but pretty sure he has a little bit of an injury. Does Selenyak move in, or is it? Um, Probably not right now mm-hmm. i guess i'm trying to think it would be a calm and then it would be nikolic alvarez on the right and then you'd put in janino dex yeah i guess deli was kind of in there as well but selenix hmm. started last game i believe yeah or two game he did so he's fine he's nothing exciting that i would want to put into a lineup <laughs> so okay that that pretty much uh explains it though um and then the so are you staying away from Montreal? For the most part I think so. Yeah, I can't really come up with anybody on Montreal who I really would want to play too much. Mm-hmm. I mean in cash games Donadell's probably an okay choice at 4800 but Mancosu's a tough bet with for 6000. Um he was really I don't the only know if... one I thought about. I don't know if they're going to let one of their young guys play since Piotti's out, like a, a Jackson Hamill, perhaps. Mm-hmm. He's 3,500, very talented young forward. Um, they actually have a lot of talented young players, so if so, one of them gets in there, could be fine. Andres Romero could finally get in. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 3,400. I'd consider that, actually, because he's a he's a good player. So, All right. yeah, I'm just not sure on the whole Montreal thing this week. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, no Piatti was enough for me to pretty much think I wouldn't take anybody in the attack at least. Right. Um, and I don't usually go there for defense anyway. So, um, all right, this last game, Columbus hosting Orlando. It feels like this should be high scoring. I mean, neither team is that great defensively, and they do have de- you know, decent attacking options. Do you think one side is better than the other? Yeah, I think Columbus is probably the best bet there at home, and they have um, they've actually gotten a lot of offense this year. I saw that they have more expected goals than Portland, mm-hmm. but Portland has five more actual goals. Hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, so, I mean, I think of Portland as an offensive juggernaut, but then when you tell me Columbus has more expected goals, that kind of changed my thinking of them a little bit. I know Miram has been creating chances not quite finishing them yet so far this year. <laughs> yeah. Iguain's looked pretty good. Um Ola Kamara's up to what two goals, three goals now. Yep. I think three in a row, three yeah. In a row, yeah. So I think that Columbus is definitely gonna get their chances. They just traded for Kakuta Mane today. Mm-hmm. Um they traded away Tony Chani, so very interesting deal. I think that's good for both sides. Um but the one thing about Columbus to note is Jonathan Mensa is potentially going to miss the match. He has a hamstring injury, I believe. Okay. So once again, no need to rush him in there. Um, right. It's only week four. Hamstrings are serious business. 
Um, I actually think Kaka was running this week, I saw, and might be back next week or two weeks from now, which mm-hmm. is sooner than I expected him. So that's sure. good news on the on the hamstring front. Um, and also, it's notable, we're going to want to see how Columbus line up. Not that it's going to help us because they're the last match on the slate. But if they play five in the back, I look at them a little differently than if they play four in the back, and they've been experimenting with both. Right. Um, do you have any problem um, pairing Egoin and Miram, or is there a different Columbus combination, or do you not even want to create one? I would probably pair one of them with Ola Kamara. Mm-hmm. Miram and Iguain's tough because chances are neither of them are both going to approach their ceiling in the same game. It just right. doesn't seem like that usually happens. It usually seems like it's one or the other. Um, so it's tough. I think a lot of people like Iguain more lately, but I still like Miram more. Hmm. Iguain's floor is better, but Miram looks really dangerous. I mean... I think he's definitely the better modern MLS player right now. Okay. Okay. I get that. Um, and where do you see yourself on goalkeeper? Are any of the road guys interest you? Because that's really what the conversation is, I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know I'm the roadkeeper guy, but none of them stand out too much on this slate. I think the home team is a, a pretty good favorite in all of them. Mm-hmm. I guess you would... In a GPP, you could look to David Bingham just because San Jose has a, a pretty good defense. Um, but I I don't trust him against David Villa. Me neither. So I'm mostly looking at Jorge Bava for Chicago. I think he's the cheapest homekeeper. And mm-hmm. we talked about all of Montreal's injuries. But Sean Johnson, I think, is a good option as well. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And – if you're going to play Rodney Wallace, you have Sean Johnson in there, and then the other fullback's probably Ethan White, who is 3,500, which is for a fullback these days on DraftKings extremely affordable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like he's moved ahead of uh, R.J. Allen at this point. Yeah, I don't think has Allen started a game this year. I think he started the opener. Uh, oh, okay, but gotcha. That's it. So, um, <clears throat> okay, that's that slate. Um, <laughs> Now we're on to the third slate in uh, 24 hours. We have, uh, yeah, four games. Starts at 7 o'clock Eastern. D.C. hosting Philly. Minnesota hosting RSL at 8. 8.30 is Houston hosting the Red Bulls. And 10 o'clock Vancouver and L.A. We have two guys over 10,000, which are BWP, who's at Houston. We have Dos Santos, who is at Vancouver. And then right below at 9,800 is uh, Kledgeton at Houston. I'm sorry, at 9,800. Um, any of those guys interest you? I mean, we kind of have made our opinions known about Houston, but at Houston's usually a little different. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough to roster BWP at Houston. Um, and really, it's not been that easy to roster BWP lately because yeah. he's so expensive. Um, I don't remember him being this pricey last year maybe he i guess yeah actually he was more expensive last year but he went on a run uh, towards the end of the year yeah that's true that really bumped him up so he still gets shots and he still gets goals he's going to be up there at the top of the goal leaders by the end of the season most likely he just got an extension it's just tough on the road i don't really like houston that much probably less than you and skyler do even (laughs) but 
New York is a team that have not looked like a well-oiled machine like I think of them as the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I totally agree. So I I kind of want to see it first. I don't like this 4-2-2-2 formation that they're <laughs> trying to um, force feed to the players. I don't think that's how they work best. And Kleshin's coming back from international duty, maybe a little bit tired. I know he didn't play that much, but at all, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Tough game for me. I still think if I have to pick players, it's going to be from Red Bulls. It's just it, probably the game I'm least excited about for fantasy purposes. So you're not loving any Houston options. Kyoto's out. Um, yeah, Kyoto's out a couple weeks. But Kubo? Mara Minotis? I mean, Kyoto, Kyoto being out really hurts Kubo, I think. Mm-hmm. Minotis, I, we haven't seen much of him on the wing in MLS. He was usually the, the starting forward last year. Cubo sometimes played the wing though, so which definitely is not an ideal position for him. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, Alex, fifty eight hundred, a little pricey, but he definitely picks up points. I think he's more of a floor guy for cash games. Yeah, I'm looking at Alex at fifty eight or Kevin Molino at fifty four, and that that's an easy that's choice. an easy one for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Molino for right. sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, who would who are you thinking about from Houston? Anybody or nobody? Um, he it, like once I saw Kyoto was out, I just it didn't seem like anybody was worth. And nobody was worth it, even though I still don't think the Red Bull like the the Red Bulls aren't that good. But it, I just feel like it's going to be one of those weird. Um, it's not going it to be, be like Boniac Garcia, but or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could, I think it's going to be somebody stupid like Ricardo Clark, <laughs> Andrew Wenger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wenger hat trick to make us. Wenger remember. definitely could get in and he's 3,400 in the midfield. <sighs> I'm, I hate to say it, not the worst tournament option, but he's not really a crosser. He's just a, an yeah. athlete. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's not, uh, I'm, I, there are enough uh, cheap because really that's the only reason I'm looking for Houston like if they have like a cheaper option that's why we liked Kyoto because he was a little cheaper to start he was forward eligible which helped I mean he's obviously playing as a forward but he right. the you know it's uh, I'm not for the number of guys in this much lower range like we just mentioned Kevin Molino that I think you can find elsewhere on this slate I'm not sure I need to have any Houston yeah, I guess my my one final note, I totally agree, is um, we talk all the time about how, like, when lineups come out, a surprise player gets in. That's kind of one of the keys to Daily Fantasy, especially MLS, because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know these lesser guys. If we ever see Joseph Holland, Joe Holland, get in for Houston, he's a midfielder, rookie. I thought he looked good when I saw him at the Combine. He's only $3,000. They spent an international slot on him. Hmm. Um, He was kind of a last-minute decision that impressed in training camp. So he's someone kind of along the lines of a Julian Gressel that I would feel okay about putting into a lineup. Okay. So he's pretty cheap if you want to spend up for BWP and Dos Santos or whatever. Not a bad choice. But I'm not saying he's going to get in this weekend. Just keep your eye out in the future. Okay. Uh, I think the toughest thing about this slate is getting a second forward um, because we were just saying, like, I, I don't love B- BWP at that price at Houston. 
Plata, has he been ruled out or is he still? I think Plata sounds like he's going to be available. I don't know that he's going to start. And that's actually ruining my fantasy MLS season long (laughs) roster construction right now. I wish I knew. Okay. Um, So you have Plata. He's the next most expensive. Then you have Kyoto who's out. Zardes who hasn't played in months. And then you have 7,000 Freddy Montero, which home against LA. I, yeah. Uh, you have Emma Boateng who might not start because uh, Dos Santos is back and again who knows about Zardes Legit's out though so it's it's definitely possible but even so Boateng is like a way out wide winger right. he's not into the action too much and and not not a way out wide winger who's like sending in 14 crosses like, right <laughs> definitely not he's um, so fast why would he cross the right. ball when he can burn defenders right he could basically cross the ball into himself um <laughs> actually you might be able to that's yeah. cool um so i mean it like who so wait who's I, who's the first forward you want mob sissian yeah okay. i was stealing that We're right from the, you you mentioned that earlier um off the pod i think off the pod yes um that you really like that you ranked him fourth for fmls this week which is um i mean that's pretty high for for anybody but yeah so well, i guess yeah, I guess Skyler and Zadroik think uh, Minnesota is not going to be terrible on defense this week. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, I mean, there's literally no worse defense so far in this ever. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so yeah, like Mavsisian makes a ton of sense. Uh, he's obviously going to start whether Plata starts or doesn't. Like, I think you know it only makes it better. He's a good play without Plata, and I think he's a better play even if you know if Plata does go, just because he has somebody to to feed him but like who who is this other forward you're taking like i was looking okay. like i thought like go oh ahead. dc hope uh, home against philly i'll go for patrick mullins who's now a midfielder and i was like okay <laughs> and uh, he's actually injured and not gonna play oh is he out oh i didn't even know so that. this is this is helpful it's kind of getting to who i i might want to play as my second forward which is jose guillermo ortiz oh. all right um they brought him in i think he's on a he's at least a gam or Tam player, right? Uh, I thought he was maybe pushing DP range, but I think he's just below it. Um, sounds like he's a solid player. He's more of a, a small, quick little forward that him and Luciano Acosta could do some damage against the gargantuan Oguchi Anyewu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's 5,400, not a terrible option. Uh, he's definitely in consideration. And right below him is Christian Ramirez, who has yep. three, no, two goals. Yeah, two goals, but uh, two goals and one assist for a Minnesota team that's kind of struggled so far. And they've been on the road at least two of their four matches. I think three of their four matches have been on the road. Um, it, That's correct. Yeah, so, and actually he got both on the road. He's at home now, and this kind of is an important game. I saw Adrian Heath said it was the most important in their franchise's history, which is a little bit insulting to everyone who's been around there for a while. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think Ramirez is a solid option. Salt Lake's defense has maybe two or three clean sheets, but I don't think they're that good. Um and then actually, Gold Branson has been playing for the New York Red Bulls. He had six shots last game. Uh, I think he's pretty promising. So that's a, a Red Bulls option, maybe, to look at. Hmm. But uh, underneath that, you're going to have to try and guess who Real Salt Lake starts on the wings. Right. 
Yeah, I I mean, it seems like you could be fine with an RSL Minnesota stack. Sure, yeah, um, definitely. I don't necessarily see DC Philly being all that high scoring. Um, neither I mean, they could, been, but like yeah, neither, neither of them, of them have been good defensively though this year. No, that's true too. Um, but it is a boring game. You're right. Anytime yeah. I see those two playing, it's like uh, right, right. Um, and isn't it supposed to be some sort of rivalry that they tell us that they, don't they always play high, rivalry week? Rivalry whatever week? highway connects them. Yeah. Right. Right. Nobody cares. Um, and then Houston Red Bulls, like I'm not expecting a ton out of that. Vancouver and L.A. I I guess. No, Vancouver's now in the Philly, D.C. region of <laughs> I, I don't even care to watch a game they're involved in. Well, I'm hoping maybe Alessandrini and Dos Santos can do something. but Yeah, I mean, to be fair, out of all of these teams, L.A. might have been the most unwatchable through the first. <laughs> That's true. Well, Dos Santos was hurt. I feel like that he's only right, played, yeah, I guess yeah. he played twice. He got hurt in that second one. So, yep. I don't know. It's... um. Alessandrini is a guy like Movsissi, and I think I ranked him much higher than the other two guys did. Um, I have him as my my yeah, fifth, fifth midfielder. Yeah, the other guys have nine and thirteen. I think he's going to be good this week. I don't think Vancouver's uh, really that great of a team. They're maybe okay defensively, but Alessandrini has fifteen crosses in the last two games. He's had um, already up to ten shots in three games. So. He's been double digits every single game he's played in. Yeah. Hmm. But I, you, you have to pick between him and Dos Santos is the problem. And Dos Santos says he's 100%. I was going to say, um, before the podcast, you said now that he's 100%, we try to get the rankings out a little earlier. And at the time, Dos Santos was kind of iffy. Now that he claims he's 100%, where would you have him on your list? So he's a forward in right. FMLS. Right. Um, so in terms of the forwards, I would put him maybe top six. Okay. It's tough because we I have Josie and Dempsey six and seven, and they might not start. So <laughs> Right. And Plata, I have ten. But, I mean, early in the week, it was hard to kind of tell who was going to play who wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's this is a this is a tough slate, but I think it's a fun one too. Who, I mean, if you don't take BWP uh, or Dos Santos, I guess um, you're gonna have a ton of money left over. Just because yeah. nobody else is real. I mean, if you want to take Kledgeton at 98, go nuts. But you can't even really spend up on defense, which is annoying. No, you can't. Usually, when I have money left over, it's like okay, I'll take Justin Morrow. This is the only time I ever play him right but now it's taylor kemp which is fine but then nobody else really right yeah i mean breck shea is suspended for this game am i correct uh dogs or was that oh no he just uh didn't he push somebody he yelled at the ref pushed the ref, the ref. Right. maybe that was last game though that he was out for i'm not sure um let me see it was no, because they didn't play last weekend, right? So yeah, right. right. So he so is he's out. he's out. Gotcha. Yeah, and Ashley Cole might be back for LA. Yep, yep. But I mean, wait, where's he? In uh, he's forty three hundred. It's pretty affordable. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have no problem, honestly. Like if you don't, if you don't go with BWP, if you if you fade the top three, 
most expensive options, BWP, Dos Santos, and Kledgeton. You can have anybody you want, which I guess theoretically should make sense on most slates. <laughs> if you avoid the top price guys, you can have whoever else. Kind of. Want, but... I mean, there's still, yeah. I think I, I have BWP and I still have like some expensive players. Right. This was just a draft. I don't know if I'll have BWP at the end, but I have Rusnak and Alessandrini as my two midfielders, which I think a lot of people are probably going to go with. Yep. Well, here, um, I'll, I'll, this is the one I just put together. Um, let me try to, where can I even spend up? <laughs> Keeper. Uh, but, but anyway, um, so I have Rusnak, Molino, Alessandrini in the midfield and utility. Mavsisian and um, Christian Ramirez. Um, Taylor Kemp, Alfonso Davies, which is the last game, and then Clement Jopp, who I don't need to have him either, but I have 3,100 left. <laughs> so, like, I could yeah. upgrade Jopp to Bill Hamid, who's the most expensive goalkeeper. I could change Davies to who's the most expensive next. Kemp. Robbie Rogers, who's who's out. Fabinho. Robbie Rogers might never play again. Right. Fabinho at 5,200. So now I have the most expensive goalkeeper and the top two defenders, and I still have $1,900 left. <laughs> That's why everybody is going to have BWP or Dos Santos. Right. And it's very possible neither of them score. It's very, very possible neither <laughs> right. of them score. Right. Yeah, so... Right. Luciano Acosta is a guy that uh, maybe people want to take a look at. He's 7,000. I was wondering what your thoughts on were basically that game where Acosta or Lloyd Sam um, or Bolaño. So those are kind of three cash game plays that we haven't discussed, mostly because two of those guys are in a game we said we didn't even want to talk about. And Bolaños hasn't uh, He hasn't played, right? Yeah. Well, he was hurt hurt for a little bit. Decent minutes, but he hasn't been starting. So it's tough. That that game's a tough one to call. I kind of want to see it from Acosta before I start uh, buying into him at $7,000. Yeah. However, I would prefer him over Lloyd Sam. Okay. And to complicate things, Patrick Niarco has looked better than Lloyd Sam, and he's yeah, 5500 yeah, but that's just another cheap guy you can't spend your money on. So. <laughs> um, we were talking about the uh, Minnesota game. Um did you look at $4,100 Johan Venegas? Yeah, I definitely would. <laughs> it's almost like they should just lower the cap to make us feel better. <laughs> Don't say that. Sometimes it's hard enough. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Um yeah, the real problem is that RSL have a great matchup and they don't have a lot of high-priced players right. outside of Plata. Right. So Brooks Lennon is another guy I was looking at. He's 3700 and I think he's looked really good. I think it's going to be tough to take him off the field and uh i think saucedo played last week too yep. and he looked really good yeah hmm. yeah it's a tricky one um let's go to the last game just to that'll start our fmls conversation portland home against new england new england obviously smashed uh minnesota last weekend in that three-game slate did you learn anything about new england beating the worst defense in the league or was it kind of of course they did it against minnesota and no way they'll do it against portland or anybody else yeah the second one the latter (laughs) okay definitely i mean i wasn't impressed by new england at all i was watching them and their attack was pretty painful 
even though they scored five times. Yeah, even though they scored five times. <laughs> I mean, they like weren't creating very many dynamic chances at all. Yeah. I know they had five goals, but they wasted the ball so much and they would just they'd win a 50-50 ball somehow just cuz Minnesota was scrambling to get back and defend the 18. And then they would just recycle it, they would bring it up. Lee Wynn would jog over, get the ball, throw it to Tierney, repeat. <laughs> Kai Kamara didn't do really anything. Yep. He scored, he but scored, I mean, yeah. I thought he was pretty disappointing in terms of his movement, in terms of how he got chances. But I think if you take anything away is that Chris Tierney in the right matchup is still an elite uh, daily fantasy defender mm -hmm. because of his crossing. I thought he was actually very good. However, I mean his right foot is non-existent. He had so <laughs> many he had so many chances that if someone were in his position with a right foot, I mean he could have probably put five or six balls on Kai Kamara's head. Yeah. That should have been goals. Yep. So but and then Agadello was really good and he once again made his case to maybe push for a national team call up at some point, but it, it seems like know. he's closer or should be closer than Lee Wynn again. Definitely. I mean, Agadello is the guy they should focus their attack right. around, not Lee Wynn no. and not Kai Kamara. Right. Totally agree, which is nuts. <laughs> and really, I mean, Kellen Rowe and Diego Fagundes are probably also... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fagundes look good. I don't know. Like, it's just tough sometimes to watch Wynn and Kamara these days. They're a little slow. They're a little uh, apathetic. Just to, um, just now. Just these days? <laughs> Well, it's it's been a gradual decline for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that game kind of accentuated it because there was still hope for them in the right matchup, and they both obviously did well in that matchup. Mm -hmm. But kind of the lack of dominance um, outside of scoring, just the eye test, I thought they were, were fairly poor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, let's jump into FMLS. Uh, we, so yeah, Portland's going to destroy New England. Right. Um, we uh, were talking before, I think it was before, uh, yeah. in terms of how much we liked Sebastian Blanco, but Diego Valeri's been kind of ruining him all season um, just because Valeri's been scoring so much. You have Valeri ranked first. You have Blanco ranked third. Um, Valeri is... Uh, 10.2 on FMLS and Blanco is nine. Do you have room for both or do you, did you go with one over the other? <laughs> right now I stubbornly still have Blanco. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> it's, um, I keep telling myself that Valeri's like just goal dependent and I'm like, that's just going to go away at some point, but he's I, so good though. <laughs> I keep getting burned and now they're playing new England who, I mean, I, I mean, new England who just, Gave up two to was it two or three to Minnesota last week? Two, two, yeah. So I don't know. I can assume that you're not going to play five three two like Skyler is, though. No, I also don't think Skyler's going to play five three two. But... No, I hope not. <laughs> um, so Jimmy... though, I guess the one thing to note about this is Blanco is going up against Chris Tierney most likely, which is a much better matchup than Nagby has on the left wing against Andrew Farrell. Yep. Um, so I, I do like Blanco's matchup because Tierney's not the greatest pure defender. Um, New England's center backs haven't been bad this year, so I think Adi doesn't have like a cakewalk, but he still is one of the best forwards in the 
the league. So yeah. I I like all Portland options once again. Okay. Um, I noticed that. Well, we mentioned also earlier that Mavsisian you have much much higher. Yeah, he's um, in. So that was it. He's in. The way I've been looking at it is because I'm basically handcuffing myself with Javinko and David Villa. Um, oh, wow. Okay. And Ladero, excuse me. So. Oh, I forgot. Javinko is not my lineup right now, so I definitely have to adjust. <laughs> um, I'm basically looking. I, I've gotten to the point where I, ref, you guys have basically taught me that I should, and certainly with the unlimited transfers, that I should never make a lineup without a switcheroo. Um, but I'm having trouble this week doing it because I have those three guys who are, if they're not the, the three most expensive, they're certainly up there. Um, so wait, who are the three that you have that are expensive? Javinko, David Villa, and... Ladero. Oh, and Ladero. Okay. So Brooks Lennon is the guy that I have in a switcheroo right now. Mm. And it's not a guarantee that he starts. Right. So he's the a perfect guy to have in a switcheroo. Okay. Makes sense. 5.5, I think he's looked good. He plays Minnesota, so what more can you ask for? Right. <laughs> right. The problem is he's a forward, so if you like to play three forwards every week, I'm not sure that's the optimal strategy every week anymore, but uh, yeah, then that would hurt that. Yeah, I don't... I'm not... I'm not locked into to three forwards. In fact, I, I don't have one now. Um, the one that... The, thing that bothers me is I'm basically playing a 4-4-2 which having four defenders just saddens me a little bit <laughs> there's a lot of clean sheet opportunities this week so yeah I don't hate playing four defenders <sighs> but it's just like it feels like such a cop-out playing for clean sheets <laughs> and honestly the clean sheet points are so clutch this year like if your defender gets a clean sheet it's eight or nine points guaranteed yeah, guaranteed Pretty everybody center back, especially. But you lose them. I mean, obviously, you lose them quickly since you lose them with one goal, like New England right. last week. You weekend. have to go for them, though. I mean, the number of people who had Cropper and Tierney and Farrell last week and then got, well, Tierney paid off big time, but certainly not for clean sheet points. Like, right. Uh, but even if you, even if you only hit on like one third or one fourth of your clean sheet defenders that you feel really good about, that's better than the fullbacks you're picking on in the long run once yeah, you like, average it all out but like fullbacks aren't even that much more expensive in fact sometimes they're not those cheaper ones yeah a lot of times they're less expensive right um yeah i i just i hate them <laughs> i really hate so them. i yeah so i guess lennon is one option and then gressel we talked about if he starts in the 10 for Atlanta, he's four point five million on season long. Mm -hmm. Yamil Assad is eight point six, and it sounds like he's—I mean, he's definitely starting. I would think, and he's maybe even playing center forward. Yeah, and he's a midfielder, so that kind of helps a little that bit. Helps, yeah. Um, obviously, Rusnak is going to be in almost everybody's lineup. I think. Yep. My uh, my kind of hang up is I want to get Allison Drini in there as well. I was just looking at him. Yeah, I have Rusnak, Ladero, Blanco. Alessandrini, and then my switcheroo is Godoy and Lennon. Wow. With Movsisian and Adi. But now I need to adjust so I can get Javinko. Javinko, yeah. And probably captain him, let's be honest. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, because well, the, the other benefit is that that's the first game, so you'll know if he's starting. It'd be shocking if he didn't. Yeah, it really sounds like he's going to. Yeah. Um, the only other guy that I was looking at was Jack Harrison, who hasn't really been great. Oh, well, not that he hasn't been great, because he hit the post at least once. Right. Because And I think New York City should comfortably handle San Jose, like cross-country trip coming out of a international break but when no you know not many guys from new york play internationally not anymore yeah right so (laughs) (laughs) they should should be well rested but did rodney wallace get called in i don't think so i don't think so that was the only reason why i thought maybe he was a defender now but yeah he didn't get called in um i assume moderita did to be honest Um... i don't even know um yeah, I yeah, just, I'm not sure. I don't have him written down in my notes as being a guy that was on international mm-hmm. break, but that doesn't mean that uh, I didn't miss him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to to go back um, to Skyler's boy, so we talked about Jimmy Madronda possibly playing in the 10. 5.1 for a defender. What do you think? Oh, geez. <laughs> I don't... I don't think so because they're not going to get a clean sheet, and I can no. get. So what's he going to do? Get an assist? At best, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm out on Madronda for season long. Yeah, that's kind of the way. Just, I felt. just me. Skyler really wanted us to hype him though, so uh, here you go. Madronda is a a must start in all <laughs> formats this weekend. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right, on that awesome note, we're going to end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. JD, thank you for uh, carrying the ship by yourself today. Driving the ship? Carrying something? No problem. Thanks for carrying my my weekly fantasy article here while I'm studying for a, a big professional exam. So, good trait. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, good luck, everyone. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.